Welcome to another edition of Hidden Layers Podcast, where we talk about all the exciting ways marketing, data, deep learning are colliding. We love to talk about how AI and other technologies are affecting the marketplace while hopefully learning a few new things along the way. This episode, we're lucky to have Spiris Marguerite, venture capitalist and senior advisor, and also the first international influencer to achieve the triple crown of influencer rankings by Analytica. He is ranked the number one fintech, artificial intelligence, and blockchain influencer. He regularly also appears in the top three positions of established global industry influencer rankings. And in September of 2018, he was ranked Data Economy's top 15 influencers in AI and machine learning, along with the likes of Andrew Ng, Fei-Fei Li, and the previous Hidden Layers podcast guest, Martin Ford. He's a speaker, and he publishes articles on innovative proposals and thought leadership pieces such as uh, an AI white paper, machine learning and financial services, changing the rules of the game, where he, where he wrote it in partnership with SAP. He's an advisor to many AI, fintech, and insure tech companies, and the list is just too long to recite, frankly. So thank you again for being with us, Spiros. Thank you for having me. Great. So I, we'd love to dive a little bit deeper into how one becomes uh, a triple crown influencer, you know, and how do all your all, how do you see these these categories fitting together? Fintech, insure tech, blockchain, and AI. Help me. The way I see it is, at the end of the day, all startups or all companies, in order to to remain cutting edge, to use all this kind of technologies, and to mix them uh, to bring a value proposition to the customers. It's not a more about AI or machine learning, let's put it together, or blockchain. It's the way you use it. It's, uh, I always call it like a restaurant where we all cook with the same ingredients, but some people know how to mix those ingredients in a better way to make it attractive for the customers. It's the same thing for startups. They have to use all these technologies out there and think how can we use them to, to bring a value proposition that's unique and that's in demand. Yeah. And, and, and how, how, so like you said, AI, blockchain, those are ingredients. So what are you seeing? What are you excited about with AI specifically? Let's say, what do you see um, happening in a lot of the FinTech and insure tech companies? How are they using AI to get to the next level? You know, in order to, I mean, to per, it's all about personalization. And in order to bring personalization to, to your customer, you have to, you have to do something with the data you collect. So AI machine learning allows a, a much richer personalization of services. And I think that's where it comes in in all industries. Oh, it's, let's put it this way. In many industries, where I mean, not only in personalization of solutions, I mean, AI, machine learning, robotic process automation comes in play in many other aspects of of industries. But when we, but fintech, insurtech, and insurance business, it provides, as I said, personalized solutions that can't be done by humans alone. Or it's, it becomes a very supportive tool to, to, in addition to your personal advice you give to your customer. 
that's so the way I see Could you give us any AI. examples of, of could you give us some examples of, of how you're seeing AI uh, do personalization in any of the startups you're involved in? Yes, for instance, in, short, uh, in the insurtech space, for instance, if we, if we want to propose uh, on time um, a certain insurance, basically, uh, basically would help that we know uh, we know a little bit more about our customer, we know where he is, uh, I mean, which location he is, what he's doing, and all this data we're collecting from our customer, which he allows us to collect. I mean, we could not process it in, in such a way quickly enough. I could say, for instance, if I would insure somebody uh, just for the, for the fact that he's driving a car which is not insured by him before that, and we insure him for the mileage he's driving, we need information. And, and this kind of information can only with AI machine learning be processed in a timely manner. So therefore, we say, oh, we know you're driving a car now without that he's telling us. We insure you for driving this car. We insure you for driving, you know, pay, pay as you go. I mean, there's things that basically it's an impossibility for us as humans to do beforehand. I mean, it's because it's happening as it happens. And right. the only thing we need to insure him to say, you know, for certain services, and it will be even more so you think down the road, you go parachuting, and your Apple Watch or whatever records the fall. So basically, we know, my God, the guy's parachuting, so we should insure him. And we insure him. It's all about <laughs> convenience. And, no, and it's about convenience, because the less we have to think about things, the more convenient it is and the more successful. I mean, that's the, the big trick in our business. And that's where AI machine learning comes in. I mean, all this data, if we don't know how to to, to use the data, there's a lot of noise, obviously. But, you know, I think uh, we have to fulfill all their needs, customer needs. But for the needs we know we can manage, you know, AI machine learning comes. And that's very individual yeah. because it's like, you know, not everyone goes parachuting. So basically it's a very individual and a very personalized solution we provide on right, time. Right. Or maybe or, or in banking, maybe we realize that there's not enough money in your account. I mean, not that you don't, but basically we know next, usually in December or whatever, February, we know you spend on those days more money. Maybe we can provide them information and say, look, maybe you should not buy this or in a nicer way. It's like... Uh, we manage his money. We manage his financial needs. Yes, right. Through right. AI machine learning. I mean, this is just few cases. I mean, there's so many cases out there. I mean, I'm, I'm also uh, in a company that basically uh, is in the piracy business. They use machine learning AI to detect uh, pirated movies on YouTube, you know, and, uh, and take right. them down within minutes. So, I mean, there's, uh, I think there's no business that will be not affected by AI machine learning. It's like, you know, yeah. that and cybersecurity. Yeah, yeah. We, we agree. Uh, and we're focused on marketing it at Cognitive, but, uh, but the, and the idea of personalization and the big data, that's the key to everything in marketing also, of course. And so, we're still so very early age, stage. Yeah. So that was my next It's going to get more and more sophisticated. Yeah, that was my next question. Do you think that AI 
is ready for prime time, you know, of course, there's a lot of companies that are using it right now already. But but like you just said, you think there's a a, 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 a big um, there's a long way to go still. How, how where do you where do you see sort of the next five years? Uh, yes, I think uh, we're way to go. I mean, just I mean, how often do you use Siri on your phone at this moment? Is because it's not as good as it should be, you know, because uh, you, as as uh, AI solutions is a point, it takes longer to go mainstream. But AI is already here, if we know it or not. I mean, for um, I mean, for fraud detection or whatever, you know, it's there already. But we're way to go because computing power goes uh, increases, and more people go into the space, more people uh, see the opportunities. As programmers, as uh, studying, governments put a lot of money in. And I always believe when so much money chasing an industry and so many smart people, we, I mean, in order, in order to – can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Hello? Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's really, uh, you will see still a lot of advancements. I mean, when you watch movies, science fiction movies, like uh, Iron Man, uh, you know, Jarvis, of course, That's, we're far off that. But uh, but things that people dream of, that's what basically uh, we're heading at. And, and we're, we're far from that. You know, we're not there yet. I mean, look at autonomous cars. The problems autonomous cars have to solve with all the sensors, uh, you know, driving fog, uh, understanding, um, uh, understanding the ethical questions and decide. So AI has still a way to go. But... I think it's. Uh, I think we have enough success stories out there, and people are happy with what they get. Uh, that uh, I think the industry has a way to go. Look at Spotify. When I listen to music, I often hear music I love. So that's only possible through AI. It's not because somebody edits, right. uh, listens to my. Uh, somebody listens to my music, but but the, what they do with what they listen to. Is done through AI machine learning, and people. I think uh, some people are scared, but it's not about scared of this. They're more scared because it affects them, maybe losing jobs, and that's the biggest right. issue we have in the industry. It's not. And people love the benefits, but they don't want to be affected by it. Right. As long as yeah, we talk about that. Home. We talk. We talk about that a decent amount on hidden layers. Um, you know, maybe you could touch a little bit on on that and, and where you see the automation of jobs that generally humans have been doing um, moving towards AI solutions. You know, are you, do you believe that uh, it will create, are you in a camp where you think that it will create large economic upheaval and uh, we'll have to have yeah, a basic income guarantee? Yeah, I think I'm already on that. You don't even have to, yeah, I believe that. But that's yeah. not enough. That's just, that just, I mean, I think anyone who, who deals with, I mean, people always talk about jobs. More, jobs will be created. But, since, and, but I don't think everyone who loses a job will have the skill set to take advantage of jobs that will be created. So, it, so there's a danger if we don't, I mean, the basic universal income, that's just a solution we have now in mind. Or let's put it this way a lot of people think of, and I think we're going to go in that direction. But in order, so we don't have a social upheaval, is 
we need to give people meaning in life. To get a paycheck doing nothing would make people very unhappy. Yes. Yes. So, and that, but I don't have the solution for that. I mean, maybe I haven't heard the solution, but at least universal basic income is a big part. And I think the other thing is we can't stop technology advancement. So we have to educate and further educate our people. And governments have to put a lot of emphasis of reskilling people or trying to protect people so, as far as we can. But you can't stop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like AI is like a knife. You can cut a steak or you can eat your, uh, whatever you want to eat or it's a, it's a weapon. So basically, we have, to, we have to emphasize a lot of the positive things AI does, which it does. You know, it gives us a better life. It gives us more time, as we know. I mean, we're all in the same industry for maybe meaningful jobs. But some right. people don't have those options. And we have to really be careful to protect those people, you know, the less fortunate ones. Yes. That's my opinion. <clears throat> Yes, yes. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think, I think most people a lot about yeah, I, things. Uh, but I, I think most people that have uh, immersed themselves in in machine learning and AI and thought about these questions, you know, have the same viewpoints. You know, they're 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 very worried about the less fortunate and and those that will not be able to have those skills, like you said. Let's let's, yes, let's that, switch and, over to yes. block. Um, Let's switch over to the other ingredient that, that we were talking about earlier, blockchain. You know, I think a yeah. lot of people, in my experience, still still are a little confused about how blockchain is so revolutionary. I think they understand the fundamentals of it, the distributed nature of it, the ledger system. Um, but mm-hmm. but I think people still see it, have a hard time really understand, understanding why we want to use this instead of, like in the United States where trust isn't as big an issue, you know, just a database, let's say. So what Yes, good point. What what is your view of blockchain and why do you why are you involved with it? Um, I think uh, I mean I'm also thinking critical about blockchain because I believe blockchain is a good thing when it comes to trust. And I think when we look at the deep fakes which uh, which is generated by AI, uh, you know, uh, eventually we probably will be looking for something that will confirm that the news we see as an example is real. Mm-hmm. Imagine a president through deep fake would say something. I will, uh, you know, I don't want to use the word, but it just would make a statement which would affect uh, uh, financial markets or, or would, uh, would, uh, would generate panic. So eventually, because it's out there already, I'm one, we need certain services like saying, I mean, this is, News you can trust, and right. it's maybe blockchain will be part of this, where it's confirmed by a certain selected group of people saying, "I don't want to use this president's name now, but the, any president or any important person, whatever he says, is true." That's a one point. I think trust—that's the biggest thing because all the rest you can do a lot with database, uh, other database solutions. I mean. And the thing is, I see blockchain like Viagra. You know, <laughs> Viagra was done for blood pressure. No, but it's a very good. I, I make this statement when I make presentations, it's a big presentation. It's there. It used. They thought it was a good medicine for blood pressure, but the solution and the, and the benefits came from something different, as we all know. Same with blockchain. 
we're very focused on the hype and a lot of things they want to push it. But maybe the real uh, success story of blockchain will be something very similar to Viagra, where we by accident discover the real great use case. At this stage, blockchain is still in experimental stage. And, but the money that chases blockchain, the people who, go behind, uh, who, who are involved, gives me hope that we will find the mainstream benefit of blockchain. Or maybe it's a piece of it, a piece of all other solutions. But, you know, when, when people sell things, of course, you always have to sell high. There's always a hype. With AI machine, I mean, we had the AI window many years ago. I mean, many, many years ago. And blockchain is still in the early stage. I mean, AI, is a, AI has had this kind of experience uh, we, we talk about with blockchain uh, uh, decades ago. I mean, but, the, but now we are much further. And with blockchain, we just have to give it a little more time. But with trust, I believe it has its use case, one of them. Yes, I, I, I haven't heard the, the news uh, verification use case, but that that seems like it uh, has could have some real legs, especially in the United States. You know, the, the that's problem my I've idea. always heard. That was my thought. Yeah, that's a the good idea. You should with, start that startup. No, no, because somebody can copy anyway. But you know, any person would talk, and you, <laughs> there's some certificate which confirms it, and that's you know. Right. I don't know if you make money with it, but it's important enough. Let's put it this way. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, remember so, there was a once a story as a movie buff where Orson Welles, when there was radio with his voice, said yeah. aliens had landed. Right. And people were panicking. Something yeah. similar will happen with deep fake. So we have to protect yeah. people of panicking and damage, you know financial damages, stock market will crash, etc. And people yes. could benefit from it in a bad way. Very good point. Very good point. Um, speaking of, of startups and, and new ideas, new companies, you basically exclusively work with startups as an advisor. Um, and you've said, I believe, that big tech firms, big firms are going to partner. You believe they, they should partner with startups and give them access to their existing customers uh, to jumpstart them and then, and then, you know, on a path for acquisition, things like that. Amazon does that pretty well, but a lot of other large companies, uh, from a cultural perspective or, or, or whatever, just are, are not able to make these things work. A lot of M&A doesn't really end up working, uh, with, even with the big tech companies. What, why do you think that is? Like, t- talk to us a little bit about, about your experience there. I think... Uh... I think it's just very hard to um, to let go of sides. You know, it's like a it's like a marriage. It's about compromise. It's not going to be the same as when you're single, but it might be good to be good to be together. And the same thing with incumbents and startups. It's not going to be the same after that marriage, but it doesn't mean it's bad. It's simple as that. And most people rather be still singles. Incumbent yeah. singles and startup singles, and 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 the marriage is sometimes done out of a necessity, because I think things move too fast and they don't want to miss out, both ways. Or or a startup knows how. Oh my God, it's so hard to acquire customers. Maybe we have to do make a deal 
with an incumbent. But that's done out of necessity where if both parties would respect each other and say, hey, wow, let's find a common ground where, where this marriage, it's a marriage, could work, you know, and, and then there's a chance. I mean, I think there's a possibility of this, but it's just very hard. I think that yeah. people can make money in these partnerships. I mean, both sides of uh, oh, no, money is not the only thing. It's just they both can benefit, but it's very hard. Yeah. I, at least, at least when we look around, you mentioned it before. A lot of M and A things don't work. You know, basically they get the money and they feel like, oh, maybe, maybe we don't have to work so hard anymore. Or, or the other people yeah. say, hey, what are you telling me? I know it's my business, so it takes time. <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of, to take that analogy a little bit further, a lot of the time we see the bigger tech firms built on uh, a different technology paradigm or a different technology sort of uh, uh, generation, let's say, and and a new startup is built from the ground up with something new, let's say blockchain versus a you mm-hmm. know, mainframe, right? And, yes. And so it's you almost like... <laughs> So it's almost like, um, you know, the the marriage is between something, someone of different generations, right? So, so an older yeah. person and a younger person getting married, like, uh, you know, it works, but it's it's very hard. How how do you have you seen any any companies be successful at that? Because I think that it takes the older generation of technology a lot of effort to adapt to the newer generation of technology. Yes, it does, because to be fair, I mean, uh, what we call legacy systems, which most uh, institutions have, and, and about 70 to 80% of f- money that goes into technology goes into old systems to, to keep them up, right. uh, have their good benefits, because they, 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 they came out of, uh, you know, experience, and they work right. to a certain extent. But, but now, right. and what in the past, uh, advancement in technology was so much slower, so you basically could almost slowly change your haircut or whatever. But now, things are so fast moving through their competitors that it's, it's almost impossible to mix those two. It's almost better if, if, you, if you buy a stake in a startup and let that grow, you know. Because look at, look at Nest. When Nest was bought by Google, all the key people left. You know, because it's not a cultural thing. It, it doesn't work. But and that and sometimes it's not even successful afterwards. So again, uh, to merge old and new, it's very hard. But it's not about older people, younger people. It's about technology. And of course, a lot of older people—not older—it's even not, it's not the age thing. People in a big corporation are jaded. But whoever worked a big bank or big corporation knows. A lot of politics, things are moving slow. So after a while, you don't even believe anymore in the good of 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 advancing your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see, so we it's, see it's, that a I lot. I mean, if I it? wish I had the solution, but I think uh, it's best to to support the startups and take a stake in it. You know, uh, and but it's very hard. I mean, I don't have the solution, and the best way I think to look at this is look at other companies that can do it or did it. I mean, I'm, it amazes me still how Amazon works like their startup and successful. I mean, it has its size. And 
And the market was very patient with Amazon. Look at all the losses, and they still support it. And now the fruits of all these years come through. But it works like a startup. So Amazon, right. I think, is a very, very good, probably one of the, maybe the best example of incumbent being successful like a startup. I don't, I don't see yeah. Apple anymore. Apple squeezes just, I mean, it squeezes the lemon perfectly, but I don't see anything really innovation, although I use the products. And I, I, there's, Google has research, has very few things that are really, really good. But even that, even that, even Google will have a big problem down the road because, I mean, the people is your iPhone or your Android phone. So basically, I will search through deep learning, uh, through voice recognition, I will search through my phone. So my phone will decide for most people which search engine to use. It's not anymore the browser. Not at this point. It will be. Right. Right. That's a good point. When, it, when it's no longer a, a screen that, you're, that you see advertising on and all those things, it's going to change the economics drastically exactly. for Google. Yeah. And, you know, um, in, in a few years ago, if you, somebody Google might be in danger in, with their business model, everyone would have thought, you're crazy. But through AI, machine learning, you know, all of a sudden somebody else comes up with very, uh, with a very smart idea and will yeah. will change everything that's just a life yeah and uh okay great well we're running out of time so i wanted to just ask you to finish up um what types of startups you're most interested in getting involved in today you know fintech and insure tech those are yes. big uh those are big uh uh markets you know there's a lot of different things that that are that that you can get involved in like what are you specifically looking at that excites you these days you know what the one of the companies i'm involved in is we fox where julian tyke does an excellent job i mean we're basically the down-to-earth people which execute like great startup that's what i'm looking for people who know how to acquire customer who know uh, to manage the cash flow who have a vision that's one of them i mean which i love but the, the, the other great companies, I mean, there are small companies uh, that acquire the media stock, that acquire customer with no money and controls in its small space about 70% of its market. Those I love. I love people who, who are doers, who, you know, and which basically, but there are a lot of great companies out there. I love to meet great people which basically already have some traction. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, where you and, can help and, to get them to the next level. Yeah, and, and do you find do you find um, that you like you, you know you talked about managers and doers and things like that? Do you find that the founding team you you'd rather have them be have a little bit more experience, uh, have maybe a deep knowledge of their area, or do you like? Uh, to see just really hardworking young people with a great idea. Uh, I think uh, it would be nice. Uh, I think the real smart ones, uh, and WeFox is one of the cases where uh, those two people mix. Where basically you, you mix in terms of you have some people who really cracks in programming, some people who have really cracks in knowing the insurance business, and other people who go out and get those customers. I mean, it's it's like you know the way I call it is like a football game. Everyone plays his role. We only can win as a team. 
and this is not small talk. It is, uh, this is not a, uh, bullshit. It's just it's it's not management talk. It's really it's about team. Everyone has to play his role well, and uh, and you better mix them because you know what's the point if uh, if I score a lot of goals, but the goalkeeper lets a lot in. So everyone counts. So you're very fortunate if you can build a team that that. Uh, that um, you know works well together and complements uh, uh, their skill set. Yeah, wonderful. You know, it, wonderful. I think uh, I, and this is really not management talk. This is really, you know, anyone who's successful knows uh, alone we can't do it. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The team is almost more important than the idea sometimes because both two companies could have a great idea, but the, the better team is going to execute. Yes, and managing money, cash flow management is very key. Because if you survive long enough, you will be successful because your competitors might just, even better competitors might just die because they run out of money. And at the end, you're the one standing when they look for a yeah. solution you have. Yeah, many a startup has, uh, has failed because of that, because of not heeding that advice, definitely. Yeah. Well... Great. Thank you very much for joining us. I think this was very valuable. It was to a true pleasure. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, this has been another episode of Hidden Layers. Thank you to everybody who is uh, who's tuned in. Thank you very much. Talk to you everyone Thank soon. Thank you very much.